Return to Camp Blood, episode 83, Community Spotlight with Josh Ludeman. This episode is brought to you by Beyond Disgusting Studios. Jesus Christ. Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming to me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I miss his voice. An old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You don't if you stay here. Never come back again. Today is his birthday. Welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I am your host, Chris, uh, and tonight, Nate and Eric sat down and talked with Josh, who's the owner and operator of Beyond Disgusting Studios. Um, Nate already gave him a pretty good intro, so I'll let him take it from here. All right, so tonight we have with us Josh Ludeman from Beyond Disgusting Studios, all the way out in sunny California. How are you doing tonight, Josh? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Uh, I appreciate you joining the show. Uh, for those of you that might not know about Beyond Disgusting Studios, you can check them out. Josh has a website, beyonddisgustingstudios.com. Josh offers, for the cosplayers out there, uh, a multitude of Jason Voorhees outfits. He also does some hockey mask painting and does some 3D printing and some prop making. So just to kick things off tonight, uh, what got you into Friday the 13th, Josh? Uh, to be honest, uh, when I was around eight years old, my uh, grandparents used to rent a lot of movies. So every time they went to the movie store, I would go with them, and they'd do their thing looking at their movies, and I would cross by the horror section so uh when i was eight i was pretty much scared of the aisle so i would kind of like walk past it right away and then one day i was like you know i'm gonna check out these movies and uh i guess my nightmares and fears of passing by that section turned around and, and i just saw the artwork and the cover art behind the movies and stuff and i just fell in love with everything and then from that point on i kind of got into horror movies and uh mostly it was friday the 13th that started a whole another world for me. So it sounds like you're of the age where the, the VHS days basically kickstarted that for you. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Those were definitely the days with the movie store posters and, you know, all the, the stuff that they had in the stores at that time. So what, uh, what, what's your favorite film of the franchise? Um, I want to say probably part four. Yeah, that seems to be a lot of people's a lot of people's favorites. Um, so, how long have you been in the business of the costuming and, and the prop making stuff? I know you've been around the block for a little while now. I would say, give or take, maybe eight years. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I knew it had to have been probably pushing, you know, at least ten. So, um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, for those of you that, that maybe are not familiar, Josh also does offer some stuff from, you know, the Halloween films and some of the other stuff, but he does offer, you know, quite a bit for uh, the Friday fans out there. So uh, what what seems to be, the, you know, your hot ticket item right now? Ooh, uh, that's a good one. Um, honestly, it's pretty much more costumes. Like a lot of people like coveralls for some ever reason. I've like been hit up for a lot of coveralls from uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. And uh, yeah, I think that's probably the hot seller lately. But as of right now, they're kind of harder to get because they don't manufacture those coveralls anymore. So I have to get them secondhand. And usually 
yeah, that's probably the hottest seller so far. So are those just, and I know this isn't Freddy related, but uh, are, did he just use Big Mac or Big Yank coveralls the same as uh, what Carpenter and uh, uh, used? Is that what you guys use? or? Well, pretty pretty much they're uh, Carhartt coveralls. Mm. And pretty much you just uh, buy the coveralls, take out the lining, wash them a few times, and just weather them. Pretty simple. Right on. Yeah, I know you offer the the Friday the Thirteenth two thousand nine remake jackets, which you know not a not a lot of artists out there offer. I was I kind of thought maybe that would be your you know one of your bigger sellers. Yeah, well, the reason for that is because the upper jacket is really hard to get. That's another piece that's not manufactured, and I have mm. to get those secondhand as well. I know back around when the movie came out two thousand nine two thousand eight, you can get those like pretty much easily. You can buy like what, five at a time through Woolrich, and now they're, like, almost impossible to find. Yeah, I've kind of, I've noticed that a little bit. I, You and I have had a couple talks. You know, some of the sizes are, you know, very limited, so it's kind of like yeah. what's available, you know, what's available at the moment if you're looking for a costume kind of a thing. Yeah, totally. So, but out of your, out of your Friday costumes, obviously uh, I noticed you do the part seven and, you know, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. I know that's got to be an extremely time consuming, you know, costume to, to produce. Yeah, totally. Uh, the part seven is like probably the most time consuming costumes I, I do. Like, I just don't add random rips and tears and just a little bit. I really try to, it's pretty much almost just like fabric, you know, it barely holds itself of how many rips I put on. And if you look at the screen use costume, it's pretty much, it looked like it went through a paper shredder on what it looks like. And I take my time making sure I do all the rips and tears and then the skin pieces I add to the costume. And, you know, all that takes a long time. I mean, the wait time for one of those is, could be up to two months, just how much time it takes. Yeah, and just looking at your website, it it obviously looks like that you offer basically uh, full costumes, you know, uh, obviously with hoods and masks and some of the other components involved. And basically people can order from you and and basically get a full setup shipped right to their door. Is that that pretty much how I'm understanding it? Yes, totally. Awesome, awesome. And obviously you offer hockey masks too. Um, what what basically got you started? Was it the hockey mask painting or was it the, the costumes that, that kind of got you, you know, kick-started? Uh, I'm sure you guys remember the Fright stuff back then. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, when I was 15, I bought my first hockey mask blank, and I fell in love with just the blanks and painting your own hockey mask, period. And throughout the form, you know, there was a bunch of artists, tips and tricks and stuff like that. And I just followed a lot of artists, and it kind of made me want to paint every hawk from the series. And it kind of just kick-started just from Fright Stuff, you know, with all the drama aside. Without Fright Stuff, I wouldn't be here today on, you know, doing everything. Yeah, and I remember a while back, because um, I actually owned one, um, you had the, the hero mold of the Part 8, and I was thinking maybe you you were one of the ones that had the part seven too. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I do remember you having the, the part eight uh, mold blanks that you were offering. Yes. I have the seven and the eight. Yeah. I actually had, have one of those that uh, Tim Schultz uh, painted and I actually got it signed by Kane, you know, later on. So, but I, if I'm not mistaken, you don't, you don't still offer those, do you? 
Uh, I offer the plastic ones. I just don't offer the resin or fiberglass ones. That's it. That's it. I know I've seen, I know I've seen something about that. Um, do you have any plans, you know, to add any of the other mass versions to your website anytime soon? Yeah, I would like to. I mean, as you can see, I'm probably the only person that offers the Jason Goes to Hell poster mask. I kind of want to do, you know, designs where not a lot of people do because I think those are the most fun to do than, you know, being one of those guys who pretty much does the usual same old, same old stuff. Yeah, I think you probably are the only person that, that does offer that one, at least off the top of my head. I can't think of anybody else that, that does that, and you did an awesome job with that. And speaking of Jason Goes to Hell, um, I know you recently started offering you know, the dagger from Hell in a painted and unpainted version. Yes. So can you tell and, us a little uh, bit about how that came about? Well, uh, Ruben came up with an idea. He He loves Friday the 13th so much. I mean, he wants to like have a whole collection of just from all the series and he was just telling me one day hey would it be cool if we just like did the dagger and you molded and uh cast some copies or even just for myself and i was like sure that'd be cool so uh he got to 3d designing and then we got it printed and it came out really cool and i'm surprised at how awesome it came out that i just started offering to everyone with uh, ruben's permission and like i said it came it came out pretty cool i'm surprised because i'm a fan of uh crazy designs when it comes to handles and knives and I think that handle's pretty badass. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it turned out great. When I seen it, of course, I seen your project, uh, or I'm sorry, your uh, your update picks that you know you posted kind of along the way, and I was like, damn, you know, that's 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 badass work. I mean, it, it did turn out great. Uh, I figured that would go out, you know, that would go over really well. I mean, people like, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to refer to it as an odd piece, but it's, you know, something you don't, I, I've never seen any, anyone offer that before. I think you're probably the only one. Yes. And but, uh, as of right now, Brad's just because that uh, in, in a way it was kind of pain in the ass to cast because, you know, just flush casting, it doesn't have a pour style. So you have to actually pour the resin in and turn it yourself for a good five minutes with just your hands. So, you know, in a way, once you do, you know, a few of them, you kind of get tired of it and you kind of want to move on to something else. Oh yeah. I can definitely understand that. Um, like I said, it's nice to be able to offer some of those, I guess, rarer, you know, pieces, you know, for the, for the hobby that, you know, not everybody, you know, can offer. So it, it's nice that you have some of those, you know, kind of, kind of rare items. Yeah, totally. What, uh, you know, what, is there anything, you know, coming up in the future as far as, you know, uh, I guess maybe something that's, you know, rare or, you know, not commonly seen. Do you have anything in the works as far as that goes? I have a few things. Uh, I mean, it's not Friday 13th related. It's more of a Goosebumps related if you're a fan of the TV show. Oh, sure. And uh, we have a sloppy puppy coming out pretty soon, and the mouth's going to move, and the eyebrows can move as well. And most replicas I've seen is probably like two, and it doesn't move at all. The mouth is even open. So I kind of wanted to go the extra mile and have the mouth move and pretty much make it look like a legit dummy from the TV show. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, like I said, I, I know you do some of the Halloween stuff also. I know you offer, you know, a number of the Michael Myers knives and whatnot. Um, is there, you know, is there any, are you going to offer any, you know, machetes? I know there's a lot of people that, you know, do the the prop machetes out there and stuff, but do you have any, you know, any aspirations to add those to the website of, out of any of the films in the near future? 
Yeah, I still want to do a couple machetes. I'm just trying to figure out what's the best way to cast a couple machetes. Because the machetes are pretty long, and if you cast them out of resin, it's possible they can break just because of how long it is, and it is resin. And then having it in a heated car or the weather can change, it can crack or break. So I'm trying to find a good material that would work best for machetes like that. But I do have a couple ideas on what I want to do machete-wise from Jason. Awesome. Awesome. Now, um, I also noticed that you've done some, you know, 3D printing, you know, for the Jason mask pendants. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit. Maybe you can elaborate, you know, on what's going on with those. We recently had Bobby Hodgson from First Jason Necklaces who offers some, you know, painted versions of those. Obviously, yours are 3D printed and a little bit different than his. Maybe you can kind of, you know, give us an idea of what's going on with those. Yeah, uh, pretty much I don't make those. Like, uh, Ruben does the 3D design, 3D designing. And we just get them, print them from a site we go through. And uh, Ruben just makes every pendant from the movie. And there, there's some we still need to do. But uh, basically, some people think uh, 3D printing is where you can just copy and paste, which is totally not like that at all. You actually have to sculpt it on the computer, like you're sculpting with a block of clay, pretty much. And uh, we upload that to our printing site, and then it gives us a list of materials we can print them in, and then... If you want them in stainless steel, brass, you know, whatever material pig, it's going to cost a decent amount of money depending what you do. So uh, that's that's really it. It's pretty much plain and simple for that part. And we hope to have some painted ones pretty soon too to fit a couple one six scale figures. Oh, nice, nice. And just out of curiosity, you know, with the 3D printing, obviously, I, I don't do that myself. So I just was kind of under the assumption that maybe, you know, a, a hockey mask blank was, you know, 3D printed and used maybe as the basis for a necklace. But uh, it sounds like that's not necessarily the case. Uh, it really depends on what you're doing. I mean, it, you could. I mean, Ruben did do a, a hockey mask blank from the ground up. And all he did was resize it to make it small as a pendant so it wasn't really that hard to do and what sizes are you currently offering in those i know i've seen a a larger one and a smaller one what are the what are the options on ordering for those Uh, as of right now you would probably have to talk to ruben about that because he's more familiar with the sizes on the pendants than where i'm familiar with just the bigger scale stuff Awesome. And you said that those can be ordered in stainless steel. Now, can you, can you do, you know, sterling silver? Can you do gold? I mean, what are the, what are the options with that too? Uh, to be honest, there's probably at least 20 different materials you can choose from. I have to look on the site and give you a list, but I mean, there's even one material that says it can be up to 5,000 bucks. If you want something out of like platinum. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy what you can do with 3D printing now these days and what materials you can get them printed in. Wow. Well, there, well, there you go, Eric. Maybe you can order one out of platinum. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Eric's, Eric's uh, has a money tree. He has three shower heads in his shower, so he, I think he needs a platinum Jason mask necklace. Uh, no. He's going to need two of them, then. Possibly. Oh, he's gonna need, possibly. Yeah, he's going to need one of each in platinum. Well, see, I, I when I cosplay, I, I do a mashup of a bunch of different Jasons. And what's caught my eye, there's two things that have definitely caught my eye from you. Uh, one, now, on the part four, do you guys, do you guys make the, uh, the clothing? Or do you use, like, do you, like, have a secret Big Mac stash 
uh, for the shirts or do you just do dickies and uh, do you do dickies for the pants as well? Or uh, uh, what do you use uh, for like the part four? And I just, I just use dickies. I mean, if someone emails me saying they particularly want like Big Macs, I'll try to look for Big Macs. If I can't find it, then I'll just tell them if you're okay with just, you know, dickies. Right on. I mean, because the, the Big Mac and the Big Yank are hard to come by these days. Uh, it seems they, like any costume is really hard to come by if you want it done right. Oh, yeah. Oh, it it is. I mean, and you putting it together, it's, I mean, that's, uh, I know it's a, it's a, it's a labor of love. That's for sure. I, I totally respect that. Uh, now the shackles for, uh, for Jason X, uh, did you, are those 3d printed and, uh, what made you want to, what made you want to do that particularly? Well, that was all of, uh, Ruben's idea as well, since he does a Jason X cosplay and he, he tried making a couple shackles out of, I think it was foam. And mm-hmm. he said he wanted to do something more legit. And he was like, let's just do 3d printing like we do for other things. And it came out good as well. And I, uh, got those printed and then he painted those himself and I painted a couple for uh, James Azrael too because he wanted his shackles for his costume oh yeah James is good he's a good dude I like him a lot same here yeah I think I've seen those I see James pretty regularly Um, Mm -hmm. James James and I don't live that far apart and we go to a lot of the same shows and I'm sure the ones that I've seen were probably the ones that you've done oh nice yeah yeah, definitely. He, uh, you know, he he definitely has. He definitely has some Jason X stuff. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he's yeah a big I, Jason X fan. It, and that's just awesome. I mean, it's one of the more obscure. Well, not obscure, but I don't think that that people, uh, most people, don't receive Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X as well as they do, say, a part four, part five, or six or part four and six. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, I think that Jason X is, uh, one of those films in the, the movie canon that, that it needs represented out there. I mean, the mask is badass. The costume is is freaking awesome. And, uh, that's not even including anything Uber. And, uh, uh, it's, it, that, if I'm I'm looking at it and I'm uh, I'm just gobsmacked. I'm floored. I mean, it's just you guys are you guys are dead on accurate, and that's just awesome. Thank you. Now, as far as custom orders, I know um, I've I actually have a, a part six shirt that I had purchased from you, um, you know, several years ago that I still actually have for my part six costume. Obviously, you don't have that on your website, so you know, are you still taking custom orders as far as that goes? Yes, I did a couple part six costumes. I just haven't had someone to model and just like, you know, take pictures of and add it to the site. But I, I can totally do pretty much anything. It's just a matter of uh, if I can get the materials or, you know, if you have the money to spend, depending on what it is. Yeah, nowadays it's it's about the money tree with people, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of different collectibles, a lot of costumes, a lot of a lot of stuff involved, you know, with with all the films over the years. So, you know, people kind of have to pick and choose their battles per se. Yeah, and these days people want the most accurate costume, but they want it, you know, for like fifty bucks. <laughs> 
Yeah, some people I don't think, you know, understand the amount of labor that it takes. You know, for example, that part seven costume. Obviously, all those, yeah. yeah. Obviously, all those rips and tears didn't get there, you know, by just, you know, sitting there with a pair of scissors. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a process behind that. So I don't think people, most of them, they don't, they don't understand how long it actually takes to do that. And they can't just be anywhere. And you don't want a costume with just like tear there, just straight with no fray on it, you know, which it looks like just scissors. Yeah, it looks like a Ruby's costume, is what it lo- ends yeah. up looking like. And I mean, and and those rips and tears, they're deliberate, you know. They're they're there for a reason. The to, I mean, especially for someone who wants to cosplay something that's very screen accurate. Those rips and tears on every one of the costumes, I mean, they're deliberate. I mean, just like the damage on Hockey Mask. And, I mean, it's just tedious, tedious work. And you want it to look natural looking, too. And, it's, it's yeah, it really is tedious work, too. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing with cosplaying is, you know, there's some great costumes out there, and obviously there are some that aren't so great, you know. It depends on, you know, what your budget is and what your knowledge is, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that's the main thing that you see with with some of the costumes is the the weathering is just not up to par. You know, people like to take shortcuts and and whatnot. And it's crazy because I've seen people at conventions who have like a really, really accurate mask and it looks amazing. It's just the clothes aren't good or it could be the clothes are really good, but the mask is bad by versa. Uh, and uh, and I mean I've I've seen it a thousand times. It just I mean we're I mean it's just something that's off. I mean it could be you know you know whether it's uh, it doesn't matter if the the hood's latex or if it's silicone. It does none of that matters. I mean Nate the the uh, latex mask that you uh, you wear. Uh, I mean. By anybody's standard, is a is a piece of crap. But that thing photographs better than anything I've ever seen. Uh, it, it does. Yeah, it does. It does photograph well, and that's that's the thing with photography. You know, I mean, you you don't necessarily have to have you know a six hundred dollar you know, which I do have. You know, some of the the uh, the higher price silicone hoods, but you can have a you know a cheaper latex version that photographs just as well as the silicone does. That's the thing with photography and lighting and filters and all that good shit. I mean, you can make something that's, you know, that costs uh, a sixth of what the silicone costs, you know. I mean, you can make it look just as good in photography. Also, in the end, it really helps on the paint job, too. If it's a good paint job, it's probably for, uh, even if it's latex or silicone, it could be good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I, I have an older versus latex hood that has been around the block. I mean, I've worn that thing. I don't know how many gallons of sweat's been through it. I mean, it's been you know, it's had the fuck worn out of it. And you look at it in broad daylight, it really doesn't look that great. You know, the paint's peeling. I mean, it's been abused. It's been worn. It's served its time. But goddamn, when it's on, you know, when it's on camera, it looks fucking amazing. It does. It it, it genuinely does. And ah. Uh... So how long have you guys been doing this? Uh, how long have uh, you had Beyond Disgusting uh, Studios? Uh, I would say uh, I've been doing this around eight years, and then BDS started probably, I would say, a good 
five years. Oh, wow. Right on. And uh, is it you that sews the sack heads? Oh, no, that would be Chris. Uh, that's my sack mask artist. He, he's the fabric guy when it comes to any type of fabric masks. Chris Christensen. So, I mean, you guys just, uh, you have a wide sloth. I mean, uh, what, you, it says you have four people going at it and uh, at once. So uh, do you each have your own specialty, your own area at which you excel? Uh, Ruben is the 3D guy. He does, like, the 3D designs, 3D whatever. Chris is more of the fabric guy who does any type of fabric masks, fabric costumes. And I'm basically whatever. I can do painting, molding, sculpting, just a wide selection of different things. Or they're just set on, you know, one or two things. Right on. Right on. And uh, do you guys sculpt your own molds? Uh, depending on, like, if we 3D print something, we I do the molding mostly. Unless it's super complex, then I usually have help who helps me. But um, mm. for the most part, we do our own molds. Also, I noticed that you do offer the 2009 remake uh, hood uh, in a couple different versions. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yes, we offer that hood, which is about to be retired pretty soon because the mold's about to be shot just because of how many blanks we pulled out. But, uh, yeah, that's sculpted by Jonathan Fuller. Usually if I don't have enough time to sculpt something, I usually have him do it just because he used to live down the street from me. So it's pretty much just a walk. But now since he moved to San Diego, I usually drive out there once in a while. And if I can't sculpt anything right at this moment, then I have him do it. And, uh, he did a pretty good job on it and matched it up with a hockey mask. Yeah, definitely. Definitely did a good job on that. Obviously, you're out in L.A. Um, You know, I know there's conventions and stuff that go on out there, just like there are all the way across the country. Uh, How much do you get outside of your home area as far as conventions go? Well, uh, I don't live in L.A., like in deep L.A. I'm more of like L.A. and San Diego. It's pretty much a two-hour drive for me either way. I'm in the middle between them. But uh, convention-wise, we get probably – horror conventions a year where we get well, I want to say eight comic book conventions a year yeah you get you definitely get a lot of comic cons out there I mean I know there's some horror conventions and stuff but you know nowadays it's nothing for people to hop on a plane and you know travel you know halfway across the country just to you know get one autograph you know from somebody that might be a rare a rare catch for him so i know i haven't caught you at any of the shows that i've been at yet and obviously we're quite the distance apart so i was just kind of curious how often you get you know outside of the la san diego area um have you guys been to mask fest yet oh yeah yeah we have actually eric and i were there together this year i go yeah. usually every year oh awesome uh i plan on going to mask fest this year i hope I'm oh, nice. going to skip Comic-Con to do Mask Fest. Hopefully I can bend there, too. It all depends on money situation, but I plan on going there either way. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Eric actually is in Indianapolis, and I'm only about 220 miles from there, so I usually go to that show every year, you know, regardless. Uh, so if you're there, we'll definitely catch you. Nice, yeah, totally. Yeah, I haven't made it out to any shows in the California area. You know, that's kind of on the, I guess, the to-do list, but you know how things come up. Yeah, totally. Same with me going to conventions out of state. 
Yeah, I mean, with the traveling and especially if you're carrying, you know, stuff to be signed that might be fragile and all that good stuff, you you know, you kind of don't want it to be in the in the hands of the, the airline people. You know, something might get damaged or whatnot, so it can be a little bit of a pain. Yeah, and it can get pretty expensive, too. I mean, you got your plane ticket, hotel, then if you want to get anything to be signed, instead of doing an airline, you can always ship it, which, depending on how big your piece is, it can be really expensive just to ship it, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the price is just, I, I don't know how they are out on the West Coast, but the shows that, that I've been to recently, you know, especially over the last, like, couple of years, I mean, the autograph prices just, just keep climbing. So it's almost, you know, with some stuff, it's just, it's, you know, it just costs so much to get it signed that a lot of people, I think, are just kind of holding back on that. Yeah, I remember the minimum back then was, like, close to 15 bucks or 20 bucks for an autograph. Now people want a minimum of 25 and up. And crazy prices, even to like a hundred bucks for an autograph. Yeah, yeah, I can remember. You know, when the the standard average was about twenty dollars per person. You know, and that was pretty much everybody that was there. I mean, obviously, if you had a bigger named person there, they would you know charge a little bit more. But that seemed to be the average. And nowadays, that's certainly not the case. No, it's not. And even so, paying for a photo op or a picture with them plus an autograph, which is ridiculous too. Have that. Yeah, I mean, looking at photo ops and pictures, I mean, sometimes you're looking at a $100 bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, do you have any upcoming projects or, you know, anything in the works that you'd like to share with us? I know you're involved in an upcoming film, which I'll let you, you know, talk about that if you want to. Uh, but just anything that you'd like to, you know, share with us for future projects? Yeah, if you guys are a Nightmare Before Christmas fans, I'm working on Shock, Lock, and Barrel doing those out of plastic, which I think would be cool having more plastic masks to offer, and working on a Bioshock bunny mask. If you guys play that video game at all, it's one of the splicer masks. And then the Goosebump Slappy Head we're working on, too. So far, uh, that's it as of right now. I do have little projects I want to do from uh, Goosebumps, which I'm a big fan of. So just pretty much that's it. Project one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Goosebumps is definitely popular, so I'm sure that's probably going to go over well. Mm -hmm. Eric, did you have anything? Uh, No. Uh, Where can our fans get a hold of you? You can contact uh, me or Ruben or any of our artists who would be on DiscussingStudios.com. That's our website. We also have a Facebook page. It's the same, Beyond Discussing Studios. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Josh, you know what? I appreciate you joining us. Uh, we appreciate your time and, uh, you know, thanks for being on. Yeah. Thank yeah, you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, all right. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever the fuck you listen to the show. If you want to support us financially, head over to campbloodpodcast.com slash donate. If you think you or someone you know should be featured on the show, you can hit us up on the contact tab on the website or comment on the show notes at campbloodpodcast.com slash 83 and also please consider checking out some of the other shows under the Astro Panda Productions and you can find this show and others at astropandaproductions.com a special thanks goes out to the Down River Rat for our intro and outro music you can find his stuff out at the downriverrat.com until next time